What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast. Um, today, we got a special guest from Slab Stocks, Mr. Aaron Nowak. Um, how's everybody doing today? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm super pumped. Uh, fun, fun time. I always love joining podcasts. It's a good time. Awesome, awesome. Thank awesome. You, uh, thank, again, thank you for coming on. We appreciate the time. Obviously, it's a Friday night. Um, it's, you know, obviously not the earliest song. I think you're out in Milwaukee, if I'm not mistaken, or yep. around there. Yeah, it's so nine it's o'clock here. It's nine o'clock there. So, uh, it's seven o'clock for me. I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the lone wolf. I know for Drew, it's about 10. So, 10. um, yeah. you know, we try to make this work and it's, it's just cool that, uh, we can do this. The hobby allows us to do this and the community allows us to do this, that we can be in all different places, all different times and kind of coming together, talking about things that we love. Um, for sure. so it's so super dope that way. Um, but usually, you know, right off the top, um, you know, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, um, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're known in the hobby. Um, you know, tell us what, you know, you prior to slab stocks or prior to all of, you know, the busy, if that makes sense, like yeah, how yeah, you get started sure, sure. and the, the startup and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Aaron, of course, um, been owning and operating slab stocks for over three years now went super quick so if you guys are just starting your journey before you know it, you'll be three years um it's crazy but uh before doing slab stocks i mean i've been a card collector my whole life that's the only way i could do this all the time there's no way i could if i wasn't and i've been collecting since you know 10 years old buying and selling to high school went to college at uw madison um got a business degree and learned a lot of business skills along the way I applied all that to cards and i kind of rolled all up into into slab stocks now and been full-time uh since graduating college but even when i was in college i was pretty much working full-time i mean i was just doing school to, to get through get the degree and luckily i didn't have too many uh hard classes that i had to spend too much time on as, as i was able to commit so much time to slab stocks since you know sophomore junior year of college so it's been a it's been a fun journey it's a it's a grind for sure if anyone watches and and knows slab stocks it's it nothing comes easy just for everyone i know it's it's not as it's not easy if people think it's easy. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of determination, um, and we got a great team that helps out too. I couldn't do it without the team too. So it's been super fun though. Sick, sick. I know. I know when I when I was just starting to get into the content world of cards, there wasn't that many people doing it. Um, no. I think you guys were one of the guys that was that was doing it. Um, I want to think. I think Ryan, my card Ryan, collector, yeah. too, was doing it. Um, you know, sports card investor was just starting. Like there was literally maybe less than ten places where you could watch content about cards, and then now you go on and there's like hundreds. It's crazy. Oh, I, I <laughs> so, did some thousands. There's yeah, definitely that, thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that. I I credit that to even the, the thing that got us to where we are today. I mean, obviously, you can't just get lucky and get to where we are. But definitely starting early and me being in cards as long as I was has has really helped and just deciding to go for it before the market got hot. Um, you know, a lot of people, once the market got hot, started looking at it, started jumping and try to find an area. Um, but being the the people that were there before that really built a lot of, I'd say, trust and credibility for us, just knowing that we, you know, we're not gonna hop out of this. Like if something goes wrong cards go downhill you're not gonna just Stop. not see me on instagram the next yeah, day or yeah, the next yeah. week or the next year like i'll be right, here right, constantly right. people know that and i think that's why they follow us and you know add in, in in our discussions and everything i love our youtube streams they're one of my favorite things you know i got hundreds of people and they're giving their their card thoughts and everything and like you said before just to allow everyone to to share their thoughts on the hobby wherever you are is insane to see where it's came from when i was in high school buying and selling and you only know a handful of people between Instagram and YouTube that are doing it. And you, you yeah. feel like the outcast, you, know, you feel like, like, what the heck? I'm so, you know, I'm so weird and no one else is doing this. So I'm, I just feel like I'm like, you know, so different than everyone. And now it's like, no, everyone's like me and everyone's, you know, trying to like build like we did. And I've gotten yeah. so many people have said like, Hey, like you guys are the reason why we started and stuff. So it's just cool to see kind of how the, the script flipped over the last five, six, seven years. Uh, Cause it was, it was a lot different. It was a lot different for people that weren't in it when they were in high school or college uh i guess you wouldn't know but it's very different than it is now <laughs> um um what was what what then now like how does that feel you know what i mean like understanding you know the people coming up to you the people saying hey you know like if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be kind of we were doing this because of you guys like is the people um, you inspire yeah like the level of what like like where does that lay with you from like a level of importance to make sure 
to like dish that out or like give that yeah, kind of thing. For sure. It's, it's interesting. You know, I've never thought that I'd be in a spot where I was today. You know, I've went to national since I was, um, you know, in eighth grade in the high school, all this stuff. And you go there and you're just another person walking in there going and grading a card at Beckett and <laughs> going and buying a pack from someone's booth and trying to sell all these comments to the table. It's just so weird to like, now when I go to a national, you know, we have thousands of people walking up to our booth throughout the trip. So many people trying to hit us up, do this, do that. We did the cherry night. It's just so weird just to like, not weird in a bad way. I guess it's just surreal, honestly. And, you know, I just try to remember that we're just like all the people that follow us and come up and say, hi, you know, we're no different. Um, other than the fact that I've worked for the last three straight years, posting content to Instagram, it's literally the only difference. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been, I mean, it's, it is a big difference. Like it is, it it is, is a it lot. Is a, hey man, it's consistent. It's a lot of hard work, the hard, man. It's the hardest thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Bro, and I think what, that we're this, like 30 posts away from our 3000th on Instagram. Which, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what, a pretty what, big what, milestone. That's what, a lot what of posts. What episode are you guys on on YouTube? What do you right say? Now. What episode are you guys on on YouTube now? Oh, well, we're on like almost episode 500 on the podcast. We started the YouTube channel about a, a year after. So, I yeah. mean, it's got to be at least halfway 250 yeah. or something like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, sure. it's crazy. But you're, you're right. I mean, it's consistency. It is always making sure that you're there to support the people that are there that support you, too. And that's what we yeah. try to do with everything. You know, we always yeah. try to figure out how can we make sports cars accessible and how can we keep other people involved and keep them going? Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that think one thing about me or the brand or whatever, because they just, they see graphs. And when they instantly, instantly see graphs, they think, oh, I own that car. And and it's it's something I'm trying to sell. It's like, it's not even close to true. Everyone knows I collect (laughs) soccer cards. I collect soccer cards. I don't even make the soccer card content for Slabstock. I have a guy that's a freshman at Michigan. And then a guy that's a sophomore at Wisconsin, Madison, creating all the soccer card content. Cause I I don't want to you know, push people in that aspect. So it's like, I found ways to delegate in, in areas so I can, you know, collect and be part of the hobby like everyone else. But, yeah. but for real, I mean, you know, everything that goes into it every single day, you know, we reinvest so much, not only time, but money too. I mean, yeah. people don't really understand the money investment that goes into it between Slab Sykes Pro and all the content and all the breaks and everything. Like it's a lot. And you know, we try to give back as much as we can. Um, yeah. And I know we have a lot of supporters out there that do understand it and stuff. So I'm not, I, I want to make sure that I, that I recognize those people, but um, yeah, it feels good. It feels good when people come up and, and, and at least acknowledge, you know, what the last three years has been for them, because it, that's the type of thing where it's not, or how many people bought today's break or how many people are signing up for slap pro. It's like, no, these are directly people I can see and feel in front of me. And I know right, that, right. that it was all worth it. You know, yeah. it's, it's great. It's awesome. That's, you mentioned that's uh, you awesome mentioned job. charity work. Uh, can you explain what charity work you do with Camp Kesham? Yeah, for sure. So I was part of Camp Kesham uh, is a senior at Madison. Um, I was going to go to the camp and do the whole counselor thing. I had to interview and stuff and became a counselor for my senior year. Uh, it's a Camp Kesham is an organization where kids go to camp um, for free whose parents have or had cancer. Uh, this chapter is specific to UW Madison where I went to school. And then COVID hit. I had to cancel the summer camp and I wasn't actually able to ever go to the camp, which is a pretty big bummer for me. Cause I was really looking forward to it, um, to do it that one year. Like I graduate and then I get to go to camp and then it's it pretty much. And once that happened and I was actually planning on that same exact year that I became a, a counselor, you're supposed to you know, set a goal and raise money for camp Kesson and send kids for free. And I set, you know, a thousand dollar goal and I was going to run this, uh, pretty much what we did on a super high level, but just when we we're smaller Instagram page, with like 10,000 followers, I was going to sell two different cards, uh, Zion 9.5 Prison Rookie and Tatis PSA 10 foil uh, through like a raffle, you know, for the charity. I was like hoping mm-hmm. to sell them both for $1,000 and, yeah. and that's it. And that never ended up happening because the camp got canceled. So the next year we said, well, let's make a night out of it at, at, at the National. You know, we, we haven't seen anyone that's really done like a charity-based in-person event. You know, we, there's, you know, Aoki did a stream for with the Pokemon break. A little different when you're, you know, when you're a celebrity, not, no, no, nothing against him for that, but you know, it's very easy to get a lot of people involved, yes, right? Yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you do something and people are going to come and help. And yeah. for, for me, it's like, I was, you know, very excited to do something for Camp Kessim and to, and to launch that, well, you know, with the idea in mind to raise $10,000 and, you know, talk to a couple of people I know in the hobby. The, the nice thing is, is working for three years in the hobby, you meet a lot of people, you get a lot of context, you get a lot of people that trust you. I, I, I really has taken us a far away slab. So I can't even say thanks enough to those people that have helped either if it's our normal business or charity work, whatever it's been, um, 
you know, hit up a few people and you get six people to commit $10,000 with the sports cards. Next thing you know, you post a video and you got you know, hundreds of people donating pretty much brought in like 130 grand worth of donations within a month and sold them all within a week after that, wow. after the month of bringing them in, it was crazy, man. And ended up uh, raising, I think it was a total of $126,000 that went to Camp Damn. Kessel. And it was crazy. That's awesome, I, man. It, it That's was, awesome. it was definitely the most rewarding thing I've ever done is the thing that it's the most work I've ever spent on sand didn't directly relate to people that collected cards. And it was definitely the most rewarding work too. Um, it's cool because I think to get people who do collect cards and who do love cards to donate to something that doesn't directly, like so many people like, them, you know, yeah. will do giveaways where like those cards are just going back to their collectors or, or they're selling more stuff for the game or followers or anything like that. Right. Right. This had nothing to do with any of that. No right. one even really knew what it was until I went and made a video on it. You know, yeah, people yeah, were yeah. just like, you know, I call a couple people won't disclose who they are. And, within you know five minutes i get five thousand dollars worth of slabs donated it's just crazy you know and it is nuts it is nuts it's super it's super wild super thankful i'm excited to do a second year i think we're nice. still recovering from doing it this year that was so much work so we're gonna start we're gonna have to start planning soon again i mean I, yeah i don't i don't i don't even man like even like like you're saying because the community it's it is big but it is very tight yeah. You know what I mean? And so like to get the help or to find, you know, obviously the more bodies you have working with you and stuff like that, things just get alleviated and things become a little bit easier. But, you know, like you said, like your team is so crucial to what everything that you it do, is. right? And I mean, so every, everyone on our team handles something pretty specific. Like I handle like, you know, the, the holistic scope of what we do. And I do a ton of the content production. I'm the one that's posting on social. I'm the one that's posting YouTube. But each individual that helps behind the scenes is really you know specify on one individual thing how to make that better and there's no way that i could handle that all and make everything as good as we can make it so like it's really it's really awesome sweet, it, sweet. uh i heard that you guys had over 50 sponsors for that event is that true yeah i think we had 60 total 50 55 hey, to 60 man. in there so like that those basically to become a sponsor you had to donate over a thousand dollars or more if you were presenting sponsors around three thousand dollars or more and I think it's pretty much a 50, 50 split between the two. And then there's a ton of people who donated stuff under a thousand dollars, just walked up to the booth, hand and send me, you know, or, or just sent a package of a couple hundred, a couple hundred dollars with the cards. I'm pretty sure total donors was probably around a hundred. Um, but sponsors, yeah, we're around 60 and you, you, I, I was like, just happy with six. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to raise a thousand dollars. Yeah. So, like so then literally like 130 X later. What happened was I, I like when I watched that video, I'm like, oh, low key, just get ten thousand dollars with the cards in, sell the spots, open like ten thousand dollars with the packs. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that's like nothing, but like we've done that before just on a YouTube stream, opening like five to ten grand worth of packs, and it's awesome, it's fun. But then once you get that much stuff in, it's like, oh my gosh, guys, we need a plan. <laughs> like now we have to match like the the production of this. Um, we have to match the production of what this oh, is to, yeah, to, yeah. to the donation. So we literally hired a full video production company to come in, set up the streaming. We, you know, we're streaming to YouTube. We're, we're doing recorded videos, just crazy. And audio production is, it was wild. And yeah, we ended up making like literally a full three hour script out of the entire night. Cause we had the room for three hours and we scripted the entire night within like a day before. I remember six hours before me and josh our operations guy were sitting up in the hotel lobby and people were walking by like oh yeah i'll see you tonight i'm like yeah thanks i'm just trying to finish the script right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, that's so funny it, i'll tell you what friday was definitely one of the most stressful days like oh i, I think i think i caught you running in the national just to grab something and you were like in a rush to get to get out like yeah, I, I think I walked, I think I was at the show for like a total of maybe an hour on Friday, like it, not much, but it was, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so going, go, going off of that, like, obviously there's a couple of things that I've, uh, that have been eking me, um, being that there's not a lot of people or there is now, um, but doing cards, okay. Full time. Um, you obviously got to wake up and think, you know, what drives me, you know what I mean? What drives you to continue to do this and, um, you know, allow like, being, being grateful and allowed to do this stuff. But when you wake up and what is it that like, be like, you know what, I'm going to wake up and I got to do slab stocks. You know what I mean? I got to do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, what, what's the driver for that? And uh, secondary, the second question to that part would be, um, 
obviously being an entrepreneur and on this doing something of your own takes a lot of work, um, takes a lot of effort and it's, it's a lot of stress, right? It's a lot of yeah. stress, emotional anxiety, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so, you know, what drives you to do it? And then what do you do to kind of keep you, keep yourself level-headed within the whole process at the same time? It's a great question. Both of those are great questions. I've actually never been asked either of those questions on, on the podcast yeah. before. So it's a really good question. Yeah. Um, first thing, what drives me to do slab stocks? Well, a lot of it is already what, what I discussed, right? I don't need yeah. to rehash it, but adding yeah. on top of all those things, um, I, I think it's because I, I feel, I don't, I don't want to say pressure, but I do feel a sense of responsibility in, in a lot of aspects, responsibility to do this for the entire team that's working for me. You know, if I don't give it everything I have, the team's not going to give it everything I have. If I don't give it everything I have, this thing's going to fail. If it fails, they're out, whatever we're doing, right? Like, yeah. I'm doing it for a lot of people, family, friends that are working with us right. Two, the community. I mean, and that's probably number one, because this doesn't happen without the community at all. Um, I have a sense of responsibility with how we produce content, when we produce content, what do we produce content on? People sitting there are relying on us to feed them that. Um, it's just tr- fact, like, you know, but I, I literally have this mental clock built into my head. Uh, when does this go up? When does this? I mean, I have a schedule too. But other than that, it's like I get I do get anxious if it rolls around to four o'clock in a given day. I don't get that third Instagram post up or something like, yeah, it's just like at this point, after three years, it's like it's like my entire body clock works on slab stocks clock, which is crazy to me. Like, it just feels so weird. It's like every single time of the day, I know what's going on when. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it really is. It it has nothing to do with the money. I'm sure people know that who watch me. Um, Honestly, like other than buying and selling and flipping cards, like that has been really obviously lucrative for a lot of people over the last two, three years, if you're in it early, the the main business of slab stocks is so much reinvestment and stuff. Like, you know, we do generate revenue and we do reinvest like all the revenue, you know, that's that's how we do it. That's how we do it. We we do it for everyone so that this thing can keep going and, and keep building and keep getting better because we think that we can actually, you know, we've never raised any dollars. You know, I've had a lot of people come forward trying to invest. I've never taken out any dollars because we think we can do it ourselves. And we want to make sure that we that we do it for everyone because we think that there's a path that we are the most relatable to people. We might not have the most money. We might not have the best tech. We might not have the best whatever you want to say, but yeah. we'll keep going and try to relate to our audience as much as possible and be there for people when they need us. Um, and, and that's, I think, what keeps me going is to really be the best for the people i am not concerned about comp, comp, i mean don't get me wrong you have to at least keep an eye on competitors and what they're doing to make sure that you don't fall behind and just become irrelevant but i'm, I'm not concerned about it if if someone's saying that we're doing something wrong in their eyes you know we're going to do it as we as we want to and as our community wants to too you know we're definitely not gonna like ignore the community but we want to make sure we're, we're doing this correctly as we want and as the community wants to um and then on the flip side the you know dealing with stress anxiety all that stuff like I will say, yeah, it, it is a lot. Um, there's certain weeks, there's certain months that are bigger than others. The charity night or charity month, that was one of the most stressful months of my life. But, you know, even just this week has been super tiring. Uh, it, it's it's difficult, you know. Um, about two months ago, I bought a drum set. I used to play drums as a kid uh, up until I was like 13 about going to high school. Uh, and then I bought a drum set a couple of weeks ago because, you know, I not no lie you know i work from when i wake up in the morning some days until 10 11 at night sometimes one at night you know yeah. like I, yeah. I need something to do that isn't me saying my phone or my computer or making a con you know and not to say that i don't want to do that but like at some point it's just important. like it's clear the clear the mind, yeah, clear the mind. it's important yeah yeah, yeah sure. listen, listening to music and playing it, it really helps me a lot um it's even to the point sometimes where i feel like when i watch sports i have to be on my computer doing work to where yeah. like I, you know, sometimes I just will, will not watch a sports game to go sit in the drum set just because it, it helps a lot. So yeah, that's been a big help. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, no, and, and, and like, and, and that's why it's like super crucial, super important, especially um, for, for those that are, you know, trying to do or understand that, yes, it's entrepreneurship. Yes, we do run businesses. But like you said, everybody likes to see the glitz and glamour. Nobody likes to know the, like the, the, the grind that comes behind yeah. there. Nobody sees that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. 
that's oh, yeah. the you, stuff you that's could, like, you that's could pull up you could pull up any of our card show videos and say oh it looks awesome i want to do that <laughs> exactly and then you come in then you come in you survey my life for like three days straight and you're like oh yeah no i don't want to do that <laughs> i'd be like yeah i understand i'm stuck in the trap um so now you're you're now going to your collecting um you you've all been collected for a long time you've been ripping cards since you were a kid um um, Drew, if you want to go into, um, you know, what what was the uh, what was the best card you ever ripped out of a pack to this day? Yeah, for myself or for someone for else? For yourself. For, for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. That one is like the one that always evades me because there's like you know ever since starting the breaks thing like a year ago, hit a ton. Obviously, awesome cards. The Fati one of one huge yeah. card the lebron 23 at 39 huge card. just just everyone's just like someone's at the door someone's at the door yeah someone's at the door <laughs> um geez you know i'm trying to think i mean nate pulled me one time when i was in germany and i was uh this was during study abroad and Juan Franco's first card just released. You know, as we were writing articles back then for our website, we, we don't do that as much anymore. But we wrote some articles about Wander Franco's card being like the most sought after in Bowman Chrome since Mike Trout type of deal. And he, I buy a box and ship it to him. And I say, Nate, when I'm in Europe, you're going to go live on Instagram and you're going to rip this for me so that you can preview the set, but this is my box. I bought one on eBay. I literally bought it just to preview it for, for like our 500 followers at the time, a thousand followers. I should actually go back and find the video and repost it to the story today. Cause we still have the video up there. Yeah. The man pulls a wonder Franco purple auto number out two fifty. He's like, I see purple. And he starts, and he's like, oh, purple. He starts just going nuts. I'm in, I'm in Munich, dude, or something. I think that's where I was. I, my, my family's on the other side of the wall because my brother and I are sharing a room. My parents were sharing a room. And they're in the other room as I'm watching. I go bang on, on the wall. I'm like, guys, Wander Frog, Wander <laughs> I didn't even open the card myself, but that was one of the most jacked up times I've ever gotten out of pulling a card, for that's, sure. That's awesome. that's awesome, man. But yeah, I just with how expensive it's it's gone recently how much time i've just invested in the slab sacks i haven't even really ripped that many personal boxes in the last two years another really memorable poll though was on my 21st birthday my parents got me like a hundred and hundred some dollar uh gift certificate to brewtown the, the card shop here in milwaukee mm -hmm. and i was really big in collecting hockey cards at this time this was probably two oh. three summers ago i guess i'm 23 now so two summers ago and uh i pull a bobby Orr. It's like a, it's called like a ice autograph of upper deck ice as number oh, yeah. five. And it, it's yeah. so beautiful. And I grade it. They got nine, five, 10 with Beckett. It's like a super thick card. So I'm, I just jacked up, jacked up about that. I mean, that card's super valuable. Bobby Orr's like one of the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a huge sure. defender and sure. stuff like, so, so it, yeah, that was another one, one of the great ones. Um, and then lastly, another one I remember is the first case I ever opened was the Christmas before that, I think, like right before I left for study abroad, we were just getting like starting up slab socks line, ripped the case of 2018 Heritage, high number baseball, got out a Black Friday deal, the entire case, I think it was like $650. I paid for wow. two thirds of it. My parents paid for a third of it. That was like my only Christmas gift. It's like, we'll yeah, yeah. pay for a third of your case. You know? <laughs> Not so, even your whole case, just a third, just a third. Just a third. But, expensive. But realistically, <laughs> I mean, $650, $700 for a case like that. Now, Nothing. you know, that, that thing's like multiple, multiple thousands of dollars. But yeah. I end up pulling in one box in the case, I get the Cunha action variation and a heritage uh chrome refractor soda rookie number dot five sixty nine in the exact same box the rest of the there case was terrible yeah. but the yeah. one box was insane so i ended up grading that i got a uh, glaber torres color swap too got nine on the cuny i like flipped that the national for a few hundred dollars the next year but i kept one of the cards from the case because i'm never going to sell one of the cards from the, my first case ever and i kept the soda refractor at 569 psa 10 Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So that's a, by far the best car of the case. Oh, yeah. I still got it. I'm not going to sell it. Um, but yeah, go. that was one of the other like very memorable pulls. You know, there might have been another one that was really expensive along the way. But like when I started thinking about like memorable pulls, that was for sure them. That was sick. So what, like, what card resonates the most with you? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I collect a ton of soccer now. I'm sure a lot of people watching us know that. I've yeah. gone, gone to soccer so heavy at the, the first national after the card boom. And this is before the COVID boom. This is like after like the Gary V boom, you could say. Yeah. yeah. And 
I got really in that, into soccer heavy there. Like I started there. I opened two boxes, 2018 Tops Chrome Champions League for $50 a box, 45 maybe. Those are now $1,000. I opened those on our breaks channel. They're like priced at $1,200. It's crazy. That I, first boxes I ever opened for so 45 and now they're $1,200. Um, yeah, it's, it's nuts. So I opened two of those boxes there, and I made a trade. I traded a Luka Doncic exquisite auto rookie number out of 99. Yeah, I mean – what 6k card now or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for luis suarez eminence la liga logo patch auto number out of 10 is my first soccer card ever i said i'm going to soccer right now and I did the trade and yeah i mean i lost out value wise by a couple thousand dollars probably luis suarez is probably two to three thousand dollar card so nothing, you know not nothing but and that is all to say that like while soccer is what i love and i collect now I have so many Brewers cards. I have a ton of Badger cards. I have a ton of Jonathan Taylor cards. You know, I've got Christian Yelich autos like crazy. You don't even want to know because he stinks now. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I got, you know, some Giannis cards I've held in my collection. I have, you know, Hank Aaron, rookie PSA three, stuff like that. But I, I always think that the, my two favorite cards in my collection were ones I bought at my very first card show. I think I was probably uh, nine, 10 years old, went with my dad. Um, I took him. He never collected cards until me. And, and I was like, Daddy, you got to take me to a show in Minnesota. And buy an Aaron Rodgers rookie and a Kobe Bryant rookie, among other star rookies, for a dollar to two each. You know, back then they were super cheap to get a rookie like that. And I bought 96 Kobe Tops, 2005 Aaron Rodgers. Some other memorable ones are probably like Dirk, Black Diamond, stuff like that. But whatever the case is, 10 years later, you know, I'm 20 now. And this is right like when Slab Stocks is picking up. And I look back through some of these show cards a lot of them didn't make it like the diamond dirk there's like i know there's shack rookies there's a ton of shack rookies there's kg there's all these other you know rondo and d Rhodes, whatever star players all those i think probably got donated along the way um i remember at one point like i really consolidated the collection and stuff and donated a lot of the cards back when base cards were nothing right like you know i they were literally worthless to, at least at the time money-wise and they weren't worthless yeah. to me but i did actually give them some kids at children's hospital so that that was nice but uh Either way, I had the Kobe and the Aaron Rodgers that actually made it all, through all the years because Aaron Rodgers was sitting in a binder, which I, I – let me just grab that quick. <laughs> yeah. This is actually perfect. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Sitting oh. in a binder. You can see up here it says – Oh, man, why says, you – Sixth grade. Yep, you Dude, see I'm it's a, a sixth grade. I'm a bad fan, so I can't even see that, man. <laughs> and <laughs> my dad and I put it together, and it's got all these Packer cards from 2010. It's oh, got the crazy. full team set. But then behind it, there's a bunch of just other stuff. And sitting right here is a Brett Favre star rookie. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah. But on the other side was an Aaron Rodgers rookie, and I still had oh, it. Uh, and it's sitting uh, on the other side. And I pulled it out. I sent a PSA and it gets a 10 after 10 years in the binder. That's so <laughs> wild, man. And I still got the card. It's actually in the other room. And then Dang. the Kobe that I had that was in – I moved three times or no, twice. But, I mean, I, I moved different colleges and stuff too. And all these cards made it all these years. And that Kobe – I don't even know how the Kobe made it, man. I think that thing was shoved in a drawer because I was just sitting loose. And that one got a nine then, you know. And oh, Wow. At one time, those were over a thousand dollars the nines, but now they're probably I don't know three five three four hundred. I'm not they're, telling they're, you. They're 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 brutal. It, it's it's so rough. I'm <laughs> I'm watching watching mine, and I have my buddy who bought one in the hype, and he bought it like twelve, and then uh, now he's like he's like oh, it's so hard to look at. Yeah, so, so I, I that but those two are definitely like two of my favorite cards. Not close to the most valuable or anything. Right. Yeah. What what's, that are so what's cards? your what's your everybody's made mistakes in the hobby. What do you consider your, your, he your laughs biggest because he knows it. He's like, Well, that's because there's too many in a name. There's too many in a name. Is the I, your biggest mistake. Uh, biggest mistake. Oh, man. So, like, biggest mistake for sure, and I don't know if anyone can fault me for this. I think I was a sophomore in high school. This was 2000, uh, 2013, 2014, so, yeah, it's probably about a sophomore. Oh, I bought so three honest – autographs when i was when his rookie season i was you know bucks fan and stuff and it, it just made sense to me i i didn't know he was gonna be this good or anything so i bought a national treasures international signatures rookie auto number out of 60 a crown oh rail silhouette uh jersey auto number out of 99 rookie and a spectra number out of 60 like light blue rpa 
I think I bought them all for thirty dollars combined. Oh my! Thirty oh, bucks combined. Dang. Yeah, oh dude, I'm serious, dude. This stuff dang. is cheap as heck. That prison base for like ten cents. Uh, and I sold them all for a hundred. And I was like, dude, I tripled my money. That's that's money, you know. I, I yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. That's that's so big. Well, well, yeah, you're you're in high school, right? So like a hundred dollars is, is is not little. Dude, not that little is dollars. that was something serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I probably yeah. went and bought like I don't know some Chipotle burritos or something. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, for real, I and yeah, though that was definitely like one of the biggest mistakes because those are those for sure peaked at combined easily out oh, 15 20k between the three of them 2025 yeah yeah, yeah and still, I, that, that's rough yeah i'm still I, I i've been waiting almost a year and a half for my redemption for for Giannis from oh. 2018 and i'm i feel like i'm never gonna get it well, yeah so they start fulfilling 2019 though which is weird wait what set is it it's uh 2018 opulence okay because they fulfilled some of the noirs from 2019 and stuff Interesting. I'm gonna go dig deeper and just yeah, go complain a little bit. And see uh, what yeah, I, the, redemp- the redemption stuff is ridiculous. I even, <laughs> even remember when I was younger, I'd have to fulfill requests, and then they send you something garbage, or you send they send you nothing. And I hate redemption. So this yeah. is the worst. <laughs> so what what is your what do you consider your holy grail card? Holy grail card. That's a great question. Uh, for a long time, it was the Hank Aaron rookie. Um, always wanted that ever since I was 10 years old going to those shows at the time, I'm sure there are multiple hundreds, hundreds of dollars for even like a PSA three, uh, mm-hmm. never was going to be able to get that one. Is that young? And with the state of the market where, you know, $20 got you a lot. So then $300 is so hard to get up to. If you're like, oh, I can spend $20 on this, um, ended up achieving that at the, at the 2019 national Chicago. I think I paid 20, no, 1500, 1500 for a PSA three, which is now a great buy. Uh, beautiful card too oh, yeah. and ever since then i don't think i've had like a grail um i i really wanted to do this thing where i get like the top screen refractor lebron the prism silver Giannis, and then the kobe refractor from 96 and kind of get those three i had the lebron 95 uh rookie mm-hmm. that was my probably my best buy and sell sale ever uh, i think i bought the lebron 95 for 16k and like it was like May of 2021 and sold it in August for like 43. Yeah. So, I mean, that ended up it's crazy enough. It ended up touching hundred in January, February, I think the nine, five, the all time high. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw, I saw that. And I was like, I was, it's, it's just so rough to be a, that per like those people buying in that time yeah. to just see the dive right after. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, a PSA 10 just sold for 75 the other day. So, right. um, but yeah, so that, that was like the initial thought, but then I started back away from that. And I don't know. I mean, I was one of 71 or the number 71 messy rookie, the, the 2004 mega cracks, but um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't, I guess I don't have it right now. I got the Mason Mount pad one of one, which I didn't think I'd ever get. Mm-hmm. And once I got that, I, I don't think I bought a card for like a few months after that. <laughs> uh, and not until the national, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I was so satisfied and, I don't like that, by the way. I don't like that. I'm satisfied with the with. Yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, man, so, like, yeah. so, so, understand. Okay, so I'm gonna go into this question. Then, based off of that, is, um, I, I know you didn't really say which one is is your go-to card. Um, but being that you've been in the hobby so long, you're able to get. You know, you're you're obviously were able to get the stuff that you like a little earlier than most people because yeah. you've been rocking for how long as you've been rocking. So, um what do you do now to kind of find out what stuff to collect? Right. Because do you know what I mean? Like what type of, like what kind of strategies do you kind of use now based off of where you were, where you're at in, in, in the card journey or the that's hobby a great, journey, right? great question. I will say like, I think everyone's going to have like their own like life cycle for stuff that they collect because yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. And you asked me like, how do you keep it fresh? Pretty much is what you're asking. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's like, dude, I started collecting football. All I did was collect football. I played high school football until I was a sophomore, started yeah. playing basketball, switching to basketball, you know, collected basketball all the way up until middle wave through college. Nate's like, Hey, let's get in Bowman Chrome prospects. There. I did Bowman Chrome prospects. The funny thing is it's through my entire collecting journey. I have focused on one thing at one time and I don't gotcha. think that I can say enough. A lot of people try to do a little bit of everything, which is smart. If you have to run like a card shop, you have to then Yeah. for myself, I was never able to do multiple things at one time and do them. Well, 
So then when I got a Bowman Chrome Prospects, you know, we either went back into basketball for a little bit and then I sold all my basketball and then I went to soccer. Now I've been in soccer for two and a half years and I do really enjoy it. And I think a lot of it, what it is for me now is like finding these, and I, I let me just make it clear. I don't buy and sell for myself all that often. I don't have the time to. I like to do at shows. It's very fun going to shows and doing this, but like I'm not sitting here 24-7 buying and selling cards. I can't. I do so much other stuff to produce all the content. Right. But what I do like to do is like find these like couple hundred dollar cards, send them off to PSA, see if I can hit a good grade. And like I don't do it that frequently. So I don't think I'm sending like you know ten thousand dollars with cards, maybe like a you know, five hundred dollar card here, a couple hundred dollar card here. And just kind of like use that stuff to keep, like keep building up and rolling in a new card. And then when if I flip those cards, like I just did some deals at the show that if I can flip some of those cards over the next, next three, six months, you know, I'm trying to build up to something bigger Then it's kind of like, how can I find ways to consolidate um, into these things that I can just kind of like stick in the safe and, and have there. Right. So, you know, I've, I've got the Eminence Messi patch auto. Now I've got the Mbappe blue refractor nine, five tops Chrome rookie guy, Mason Mount one of one you know, definitely have, I have another Mbappe in the way, you know, just trying to find different ways built to Holland at some point. Um, I would love to get a really good Holland. Like if you say like, like what's next grail, probably finding like a really good Holland, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of like chip at it slowly. Um, yeah. I th- I'm in a very unique position versus everyone else. I think if, if this wasn't what I did and I was just a buyer and seller, sure, man, I'd have a checklist of a hundred times. Yeah, US, exactly. that, man. Like, yeah, I, exactly. That's what I, that's what I do all of high school and college. Like I right, love right. that. And I'm, yeah. I still do it here and there to get my fix, you know, go to the shows yeah. and, and this and that. It's very fun. It, it just isn't on the forefront. So I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want people thinking like, Oh, he doesn't collect. Oh, he doesn't like to buy and sell it. Yeah. No, I, do, I do love to do it. You know, it's, it's just like, that's kind of has taken secondary now because of how so much many hours do. in a day. Yeah. There's right. Yeah, there's exactly. All, exactly. You can only and do I need so to know, much. like, I need to know where's my time best spent, not just for um, the brand and, and our team, but for everyone that views our stuff too. Like, hey man, if Aaron started collecting, buying, selling cards more, we'd have half the amount of content out. You know, if we had right. half the amount of content out, we'd be half as selfish because we'd be keeping stuff back from other people. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned exactly. the you mentioned the brand. What's the story behind your brand, and how do you envision it? Uh, your guys's brand uh, over the next couple of years? Yeah, hey, that's a good question too. So, the story behind the brand is. Um, I freshman year, so I've like, you know, buying selling other cards got me really into it. And then freshman year, I, I started getting into some of the sneaker stuff. Um, started to look at different places where sneakers were releasing, figure out how to flip them on eBay, stock X, like really kind of look at into that side of all of it. And I always thought that the sneaker market was just like one step ahead of the sports car market with how people interacted and, and bought and sold them and tracked the prices. Um, so I basically looked at stock X and said, Hey, that's cool. I should just do it for sports cards. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really, I really did look at StockX and thought I could do something like that for sports cards. Um, and and that was the vision when starting the brand. You know, we had no money as a sophomore in college. I had no technological expertise. I we had nothing, man. And and I just said, hey, we just gotta create an Instagram page, create some blogs, and start going from there and see where it takes us. But with the idea in mind that someday I want to launch an app slash now data online platform mm-hmm. that tracks sports car values and in, in the end it, you know at the start it was supposed to be buy and sell this and that um clearly you know as i as i gain experience and go through time and figure out how much money is needed to do certain things some of those capabilities just weren't feasible to introduce and stuff yeah um but but you know we got there eventually and we're it's such a work in progress but you know the idea was to make the stock market for sports cards in essence i mean there's obviously you know things that aren't there with slab stacks pro things that need to be included stuff we need to build over time it's not the perfect product it's far from it um we got a lot of work to do it's free though so anyone that tests it and tries it out you know they're not paying for it there's no there's no there's no uh i need to ret- get your get you your money back because i ain't made any promises anything like that we just trying to do the best we can um but but that was where the brand sprouted from i wanted to make something that people can use to track sports cards and I started to make the Excel Insta, uh, Excel charts for people to see the card prices. And we were like the first ones to do it. Like anyone that goes on Instagram and has been there for three years, like you ask them like, Hey, who really started to post like dead on sports cards and showing them like stocks? Like I think majority of people would say us. Um, yeah. A lot of people came after that. And of course, and people, with a lot of money came after that and built yeah. really robust platforms and charge people a lot of money with it and, and everything. But it's nice knowing that, uh, you know, we kind of kicked it off because that, nice. that's what I want to do. I wanted to make yeah. sports cards cool. I want to make them accessible. I want to make people understand why I do it. I think a lot of the disconnect was people just don't get it. You know, people who don't like sports cards just don't get it. But I think a lot of people do get it now who either collected before or don't collect. And that's awesome to see. Um, 
as for like the name slab stocks and stuff, I mean, obviously slabs are a big part of the market. They even were three years ago. And, uh, you know, stocks obviously is pretty relatable. And I tried mm -hmm. to actually do slab stocks with like CKS and that now that seems so stupid to me. It actually was taken the URL. So I had my, my dad was like, Hey, you should just like use an X or my mom or something like that. Yeah, and we yeah. use the X and it makes so much more sense. It's four letters on each side. It's way better. And it's, it's cool. I mean, for me, it's always funny because, you know, slab stocks is, is, is my brand. It's our brand and it's so relatable for me. But if I was just some random that like looked up slab stocks <laughs> and just like looked at the name, I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's just all, it's just all price debt. It's just, it's just all buy, sell. It's all money, you know, but like, we're just, yeah. far, we're the farthest from that. And it's, just, that. Yeah. it's kind of funny, like how, how that's how it started. And like, that's just kind of how I got people interested, you know, it, money interests people. Let's be real. You know, it yeah. interests people on in how you can buy something and sell for more. Uh, but it's, it's so much more than that. I mean, anyone that's been a loyalist over the last three years will tell you that um, it's, it's really about the community. It's really about learning together and, and that's what I like the most about, it, I think, is that, you know, people, I kind of, I kind of find it funny sometimes when people make snap judgments about us or the brand or anything, because I think, I think that's every, I think that's everybody or anybody, right. At the end of the day, um, you know, as long as you're, you know, you, what you're doing is for yeah. the right reasons, then what everyone says doesn't matter at that point. Exactly. You know what I mean, exactly. And I mean, for every one person that says something, there's a, hundred people that are commenting on Instagram. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Now, uh, what's the difference between slab stocks and slab stocks pro? It's a great question because launching slab stocks, the idea was that we weren't going to really be what we are today. It's going to be like, you know, you go to slabstocks.com and that's all it is, is you see Yahoo finance pretty much for sports cards. Um, as stuff evolves over time, business models switch, you know, we've adapted over the last three years. If we never adapted to what's going on, we'd be dead for sure. There's no way we'd still be here. For and sure. um, yeah, definitely. And Slab Stocks Pro is, you know, it is the data platform. Like that is exclusively what it is. It is you go to pro.slabstocks.com and you can look at all these different charts and all these different cards, um, you know, constantly try and build the database right now, try and make it better. There's a, like I said, a lot of work to do, a lot of catch up we got to do. We got to get PSA pop reports in there. We got to do a lot of integration with different sales histories and stuff. Right now, tracking eBay auctions and and getting eBay buy now is in there as we can, but it, it's a grind for sure. Uh, Slab Stock's overall brand, I'd say, is is more, it's, I, I like to think of it almost as a sports card lifestyle brand at this point. Like people, people might not, you know, I, I'm not trying to say people are like, slab stocks people or anything i'm just saying like the way that we do things people rip cards pe people go to shows people like we just want to make it like how people interact with sports cards and that's what the idea is behind it obviously with a more significant focus on the selling aspect of it the the price the what stuff selling for where's the market moving but there's plenty of posts if you look at our instagram page that are just discussion based on cards or going like there's just so much different stuff that goes into it awesome man thank you yeah. Um, I, I guess my, my, I, I got, I got two more questions unless Williams, you got anything else that you want? Yeah. Can you tell us about the slab shield? Yeah. That's a great question. I was wondering if I had one. Oh, I do have one next one. There you go. There we go. There's a slab there shield. So the slab shields, uh, imagine it like phone screen protector, except specifically fit for PSA and BGS cases. I think we've launched that back in in may or june i must say since may or june we've we've taken on a lot of different projects at a lot of different times it's definitely slowed down some aspects um so funny enough is actually we are doing quite a bit behind the scenes right now to hopefully get these distributed at a higher level working with different partners um yep. that can more effectively distribute there's places out there that do things that could use these for actual practical purposes oh, yeah. like to go along with their products um more so than just like through our shop, which people come to buy breaks for, you know, not necessarily looking to buy supplies. So right. I think that like the idea behind it's awesome. I think, you know, it protects the, the, the cards from scratching. It's a huge problem, especially if you stack them or even team bags actually do scratch them. The diff, the, the only thing is that like, I think the biggest hesit hesitancy with people is like the time that goes behind it. Like there's no, like saying down to point like a hundred of these things are taking a long time. Right. Like I, I do value it a lot for putting on the, you know, 300 500 slabs you know and trying to protect those because they are they're valuable they're expensive stuff and reslabbing something is not easy anymore you know it's right there's no point in getting reslabbed because you'll never yeah. get it back so yeah re that's re why the re it's important. that's why i think it's important and we've actually got 
a pretty cool thing I think rolling out with it pretty soon that I want to share to Instagram because I know I've been pretty quiet on the whole slab shield front for a bit, but it's because of this thing that we have coming. And I think it's going to just be even more value added to people who do want to try and do want to use it. Um, I'll save that for later though, because I, I don't know how close we are. On it. I, I'm not actually the one that works the most on this. Uh, Josh, like I said, our operations guy, mm-hmm. he's been handing a lot yep. of that build out, a lot of the development behind it. So I'm going to save that for later. If I, if I could, sure I would, but I'll wait. <laughs> it's, yeah, all good. It's, it's all good. good. It's all good. I just we'll wanted to, just wanted, just want to know about slab shield. Yeah, no, good yeah, question. Thanks man. Yeah. Um, so my, my, my last two questions, um, would be, um, you know, we talked about this, you know, you've been doing this for a long time already. Um, and you know, you transfer from, you know, collecting, you know, a certain sport for gaps of years and another sport and another sport, you've obviously you guys been running slab stock for a couple of years now. Um, and, and how you collect as well sounds very much like this. So, um, obviously, uh, it's about, you know, you do you, for you to be able to generate, let's say income or just the capability to keep sustainability of the company to be around. Um, how important is being patient within all of that? Oh yeah, man. That's so difficult. Um, obviously I've had to exercise patience. I was going to be sitting here with you right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it, it, it's patience is, is so important. And it's something I think I lack in the short term aspect. Like if I'm just like doing a small task throughout the day, I have very little patience for things. Yeah. But luckily, I think my long term patience just far outpaces my short term because that, and, like and, that's, said, and that's great. Yeah, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't be sitting here and you know, there's plenty of things I've had to do to make sure that we that we keep going and keep sustaining all this stuff because that is the biggest thing it is the forefront. It's man, we just gotta make sure we keep the lights on because it is much more than what people think, you know, looking at slab stocks, like that's not free to run. If it's free to run, anyone build it, anyone run it, you know, it's not, um, keeping something like that going with all of our different business models, with all the teams working on it, it is much more difficult than I ever imagined for like two years ago, it was just Nate and I sitting there on our computers, <laughs> our newsletters, or, you know, we're, we got, we, it was just such a different ball game, you know, like, like luckily we've been able to build the company as big as we have now that we can do this and we can see the long-term prospect and keep trying to go, 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 like reinvest, reinvest, keep the lights on everything. Cause we know that the prospects there, like, I'm not, you know, I, I like to think like, well, they've made it so far, so far, like up to this point, like we'd still have so much more to go to make sure we can mm-hmm. get to the point to where like, it's not like I'm 23 and I'm single. I have no kids. And literally all I'm doing is just like giving everything back to try to do this. Cause eventually there's gonna be a day that I'm not like that 100%. you know yeah and, yeah. and it like can't us. be like it is today if i want to keep on doing this and <laughs> so it would be like us we're, we're, we're talking here i got one kid williams has four I have four man you know what i mean so we're just like, I'm like we get it yeah. we get it yeah we get it man <laughs> so like i'm sure like you guys it's much more different for you guys you guys can't just do what i've done you know you can't just jump in and give everything back like you could because there's more you know ratifications than just yourself and everything like it's so much more different i you know i empathize for you guys for having to do that and go through that but uh, but at least for my for myself it's like yeah man like we 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 we're doing well we're, we're doing the best we can to keep on growing we definitely need to have a point to where we just start going up from there and i think we're we're on the verge of it um we're making good strategic partnerships i feel um, with companies i value with companies i think are going to lead the sports card space forward and then uh slab socks pro we, we see implement a couple more back-end features for us that's going to make life a lot easier and i think we can start to go to market harder with that and um yeah i mean i'm, I'm really excited but it is it, patience is so important i can't even say enough um patience and consistency without those two things you can't do this there's no question about it um and, and i'm glad you brought that up because yeah you, you have to remain patient uh at least in a long-term aspect um otherwise it, it just won't seem worth it i can guarantee that fair enough, fair enough. and then uh Last and final question um, for anybody out there that's just getting into the hobby or even the people that have been around the hobby in a long time, what would be that, you know, that key piece of advice that you stand by that you would give to them getting into it? Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Um, I love getting this question because I think I answer it different every single time, actually. (laughs) 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 Collect what What? you love. (laughs) <laughs> that's that one thing that's the easy one but yeah I, I get asked that question a lot and i think the most important thing is um it's kind of playing off of collect with you love but it's yeah. not that it's not that's not the mindset behind it. the mindset is to 
through doing your research and through making your decisions on what you're buying and selling, make sure it's because it's what you want to do. Because if it's not, and you make a mistake along the way, I can't even tell you how upset you're going to be with yourself. If, if you made a decision because it's something you didn't want to do in the first place, and that actually goes for all aspects of life too. It's not just buying and selling yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, it, it's something you really got to keep your toes on because there's been times in my you, I, guys, like if I fall too, and I'm not saying you can't like fall into that and do that because I've done it. You got to keep on trying to learn from it and get better. Yeah. But like, even like just, just knowing that, like stick to your guns, make sure you know what you're doing before you jump in and do something you don't think you'd, you know, you're, you're going to regret because you will, if it doesn't go right. And a lot of the time now with how competitive the market is, if you do something that you don't really understand what you're doing, it's probably going to go wrong more times than it's going to go right. Um, I think a year and a half ago, you could probably pretty easily say no matter what play you would have made, you would have done well in and you would have been happy oh, oh, no matter yeah. who you listen to. Yeah. But it's not like that anymore. It's not like that. You really got to know what you're doing because like I said, even me, who knows what I'm doing? I've made mistakes in the past six months, the last two months, year, two years, 10 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but that's, and I, I, I guess I got to remind myself about it too. So I'm not, I'm not definitely not trying to be hypocritical, but we just, we just all got to do that. Um, Cause I, I, you know, if I, if I lose a hundred bucks on a card, if I lose a thousand dollars on a card, and if it's a decision I made, cause I like the player, I like the card, I'll live with it. You know, yeah. I make mistakes all the time. I've lost more money in cards than I can tell you. I made more money in other cards than I can tell you too. So it's like, it all comes back around um, eventually, as long as you just stick to what you're doing and keep on learning, keep on getting better and don't spend outside of your means. Um, something I've definitely done in the past and, and it's coming back to bite me most mostly in high school and stuff when I'm too stupid and into yeah. college and whatever but definitely that's the other thing too you don't want to get in a situation where you're putting a lot at risk for something that's not worth it probably fair enough fair enough awesome awesome man um well um you, could you let you know the listeners know you know where where they can find you where they can follow you um, yeah where to check out for sure. So biggest thing at Slab Socks and Instagram, I'd say is where the most content goes through Slab Socks YouTube channels, where the most content goes through video wise. Um, but pro.slabsocks.com is the free data platform that I was mentioning. Create an account for free today. Do the head to head, do the my collection. Um, if you do have feedback on it, um, anyone listening, you guys too, even uh, info at slabsocks.com is the email you can send the, that feedback to. Uh, we'll take constructive criticism because we know it's not perfect and we know we just want to keep making it better as we can um and uh you know we're gonna go from there but those are those are the main channels and we do have audio podcast too slab socks and spa for apple podcast uh reach out to me at slab socks there and if anyone has any questions and i'll try to get to it uh but yeah that, that's about it and i thank you guys for having me here too man it's, it's a fun time thanks a lot man appreciate keep it thank you doing, all right guys so um you know if anybody has any questions concerns you can reach us at can't stop cards inc on instagram uh feel free to reach us out via email at info at castopcards.com my name andrea can't stop cards uh william at can't stop williams at can't stop cards.com um make sure to check out the the you know our previous podcast make sure to check out the youtube channel um but thank you so much for for hanging out with us aaron thank you again for being on with us today we appreciate you having you and uh we'll see you guys next time we can't stop and we won't stop see you guys um